0: A foolish message with saving power. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday, and I know if you're like me, you're already thinking about the weekend and looking forward to some rest and recreation. After a busy week, and I hope that you have seen God's faithful hand um, leading and guiding you through this week. Uh, now we kind of come up for air. It's Friday, and uh, we uh, rally today, get all the things that we need to done so we can go into the weekend uh, just ready to rest and enjoy ourselves. And uh, I pray too that we would all have opportunities uh, to share the love and grace of Jesus uh, with people this weekend also. Um, as we move on in 1 Corinthians, today we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18-25, through 25. and before we get into the text, let's go before the author. Heavenly Father, your faithful love carries us and sees us through. There is no resource you do not provide us, Lord, uh, for our journey in this life. And every step of the way, Lord God, every moment of our life here is preparation for life for, in for an eternity. And uh, Lord, we're learning how to be more like you and how to be your people and how to be uh, men and women of uh, commitment, men and women of integrity uh, that reflect the heart of our creator. And Lord, uh, I pray in faithfulness to your word, as it says in Philippians one six, that you're faithful to complete the work you have started. And so keep going deep, keep drilling down into our lives and doing what you must do to transform us so that we might look and sound and act more like your son, Jesus. And as we study your word today, Lord God, keep us open to what you want to reveal through it so that we might see clearly our need um, and that we might see clearly how to apply it in our lives. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 18-25. through 25. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Uh, this is a <laughs> well-known passage, and there's such beauty uh, in it in the way that it's written. And Paul lays out a line of thinking here that is counter to the world's way of thinking about things. Um, he says and he admits, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. If you don't have spiritual eyes to see and an openness to understand the purpose of the cross, then to you it will look foolish, uh, depending on your existential ideas and your philosophical beliefs. Uh, The idea of um, a God dying for us Uh, To save us seems counterintuitive. Um, But Paul says, to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Um, The cross strips away everything we might think God ought to be. Uh, It strips away our ideas about how um, uh, God should operate. And uh, it awakens us to a God who goes to extreme lengths to get his people's attention and extreme lengths to win them back from the grip of sin and death and this is a god who is lovesick a god who is who is um desperate to um win back the people that have his heart and um So it does appear foolish (laughs) to those who are perishing. uh, But if you're among the saved, you see its immense power. And uh, this is an immense display of love that um, shocks us. Who would consider me so worthy as to die for me that I might spend eternity with them? We don't understand a love like this. And that's why Paul says this is a crazy act of love that destroys the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent gets frustrated by the cross because it does not make sense that the God of the universe, the creator who held the stars in the palm of his hand uh, would do this for us. Paul challenges every earthly philosophical notion. He says, who is the wise person? (laughs) Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? When you begin to see life and you begin to see your specific life through the lens of the cross, through the lens of grace and mercy, The world's wisdom seems less and less wise and more and more frivolous and silly. Uh, The world is always chasing some tangible thing that they can hang their hat on. Wealth, achievement, uh, stockpiling as much money and resources as possible uh, for the troubling day that comes so that they can can weather the storm. Uh, It's a dependence on... Uh, the tangible realities of this uh, very temporal earthly life. And so um, Paul is saying that's just short-sighted, that that doesn't consider all of the realities of life. Um, The wisdom of the world has been, been made foolish by the cross. Uh, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. You see, the philosophers, the wise people of the world, failed to see what God was doing. They failed to understand uh, what he was doing through the cross. And uh, they were blinded by their own intellectual um, sensibilities, they were blinded by their own philosophical notions. And they couldn't see what God was doing. They failed to see him in the message of the cross. Now, in verse 22, uh, Paul says, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Why is it a stumbling block to Jews? Because the Jewish mindset had no notion of a Messiah who would die. Of a of a redeemer who would be anything other than, a, of a political hero, um, uh, a warrior who would set to right uh, Israel and the world and reestablish them as a force to be reckoned with, and the cross, a Messiah who dies, is not what they saw coming, stumbling block to them. And foolishness to the Gentiles. Why is it foolish to the Gentiles? Because they have a pantheon of gods of immense strength that no one can challenge, that no one can um, eclipse. And for God to die uh, seems uh, unlikely. It seems intellectually impossible uh, based on their philosophical notions. And so to the Gentiles, a dying Messiah also seems foolish. Uh, But to those whom God has called, Paul says, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. God knew what he was doing. And he knew that people would have trouble with the idea that he would come and die for them, that he would take on the punishment due their sins, that he would do everything required to restore relationship with his creation. He knew that some people would stumble with that. Um, and so God, in God's holy calculations, the cross still made the best sense um, because he knew that those who were called would awaken to the reality of what he was doing and they would see that as, a, as an act of love that was a powerful conveyance of truth about how much God desired to know us and to be with us and he didn't want anything standing in the way not our sin not death because of sin and so he came and he and he built the bridge he built the way back to relationship with himself which is exactly what he desired and so if you're if you have no notion that there's a God that would do that that would love you that much It would certainly seem foolish, um, but his foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Yes, God limited his power in allowing his son to be crucified. uh, But his power power was on full display three days later when Jesus rose again. Uh, I love these teachings and I love the way they challenge us. And uh, maybe you know someone that's been a hard nut to crack. Um, philosophically, intellectually, they've closed themselves off to the cross. They've closed themselves off to the message of grace and mercy and redemption at the foot of the cross because they just can't understand a God who would do that for them. I hope, my friends, that you don't give up on that person, that you keep praying for them, that the Holy Spirit will break through uh, their intellectual sensibilities and bring them to their knees, that they might see the cross as an immense act of love that's wholly undeserved, but entirely for them <laughs> uh, to communicate God's love in the most vivid possible way. Don't give up on those who you've been trying to reach. Uh, keep going at it, and uh, pray that the Spirit will one day break through. All right, my friends, <clears throat> thanks for taking time out of your day to study, and I pray that you'll have a wonderful weekend. God bless.